Boy, I put Scout in the truck with me, and that son of a gun was happy to see me, Jack. <laughs> I'm telling you, he looked miserable, but when he looked at me, he winked and like, hey. <laughs> and Mary, Mary, Mary never liked inside dogs, and we never had inside dogs. We always had cow dogs is what we had because we was working cowboys, and so we had always had healers and catahoulas and things like Bella laying around somewhere. And, and I come in one day, and I had this little dog, and I surprised her with it. And she looked at him, and she fell in love with him. He was the most precious thing. His name was Scout. And, man, Scout was a great dog. We loved him. We wrapped our arms around him. And, man, he was with us for a little while, and God took him home. I believe all dogs go to heaven. I'm just saying it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. And so uh, I don't know for sure. Is it in there? Let me look. Y'all theologians. And, uh, uh, <laughs> but Scout was with us for a little while, and then uh, he was called home. We had a little service for him. And I got her another chihuahua. He was called home due to an unforeseen Dodge truck. <laughs> it was a sad incident. Y'all people laughing. Y'all ought to go get up here on the altar or something, man. That was a bad day for me. She was mad as a mug at me. And uh, then all of a sudden we got this chihuahua. Can I have him real quick, baby? His name is Nacho. When I named him... She was picking out all these names, and I said, we're going to name him Nacho. And, and, and she said, why you want to name him Nacho? I said, because he's Nacho Dog. <laughs> he's my dog. So when people come up and say, what's your dog's name? Nacho. Nacho. Oh, Nacho. Yeah, Nacho Dog. He's my dog. <laughs> and boy, she was mad at me, but he's made such a wonderful little Nacho. But he's ferocious. Y'all don't even know. Connie, tell him. You came over last night, he was crazy. You come up over my house, man, he, every hair up on his head will stand. He is buck wild crazy. He, 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 he's like that McGregor Connor, that UFC fighter guy, that little bitty guy who talks a lot of smack. That's Nacho. He is way bigger in his mind than he is in his body. A big dog will come along, and he'll just go nutso. He'll run out there, and that dog will look at him, and he'll be standing there, rah, 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 and that dog will look at him, he's like, I'm out. <laughs> it got me to thinking about something this morning, and I, I was praying about how sometimes, where'd you go? <laughs> he's not mine anymore. I was thinking about, Jared, how hostile, how hostile that this dog can get. Has anybody ever been, now I'm going to preach for a minute. Has anybody ever had to go into a hostile situation, a place where they really didn't want to go? 
an environment where they felt like they weren't welcome. A place where when you walk in, every eye's on you, people can't. You may work in that environment right now. You may work in an office space where nobody likes you. You may go to school where nobody likes you. And it's always a hostile environment. I was thinking about him. Then I started thinking about Moses and I, how God told. Now watch this. I want to teach you something. Pay attention. God will send his people into hostile situations. God will send his people to unfamiliar territory, to hostile situations where you are not wanted. Can I, can I share with you, if you signed up to give your life to the Lord, he's going to put you in places that make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. I have been in some hostile situations. I have walked into meetings where I knew everybody in that meeting didn't like me. I have walked into this school when we have rose up and stood with these kids as they walked with God and realized that these teachers and these principals, they don't got no love for Caney Creek Cowboy Church. I have been in hostile situations. Anybody ever been in a hostile situation? Maybe it's at work or maybe you live in one. Maybe you're that hostile person that needs to change today. Maybe your wife don't even like to come home. Maybe your husband don't even like to come home. All you do is nag. All you do is gripe. All you do is make the environment. Hey, quit touching somebody and looking around. If you're looking, it's probably you. Anybody got a hostile situation that they've had to go into? My wife used to tell me before I got saved, me and the kids are always walking around on pins and needles around here. I was so angry. I was so mad. I was so upset. Hostile situations, those type of environments, God sometimes sends Christians into to get something done. I'm so thankful that she didn't leave me when I was that way. I'm so thankful that God got a hold of my heart, and I can go into a place today not worried about what people think, not worried about what they're going to do or how they look at me. Even though I'm uncomfortable, I know that where I go, God goes. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I, I was thinking about that this morning. The Lord will sometimes put his people in hostile situations to what? To grow us. Huh? To grow us. Anybody ever been in a situation that got really bad, an environment that got really bad, and you learned something from it? Huh? You learned something from it? It takes courage. Say courage. It takes courage to walk into an atmosphere that is set against you. However, folks, if you're ever, Anna, going to succeed in this life, you're going to have to learn to walk in those hostile situations. When you come to my house, this dude is retarded. He goes nuts, berserk. But he's just all talk. I've learned when I get around hostile people, most of the time, they're just all talk. They got a bully personality. They got a complex. Somebody has blowed up their head and they think they're somebody. I've learned that God will never leave us nor forsake us, Kenny. So sometimes we have to put ourselves in that hostile situation that God may be glorified. I was thinking about that. If you're ever going to get what you need to get out of this life, out of God, out of every situation, you got to be prepared to go into a hostile environment. Come on, somebody. Pray with me right now. you got to be 
ready to go into a hostile environment. After I left Swans, I worked for Rainbow International, and we remodeled homes that were caught on fire and burnt down. And not all the time we did the best job. And sometimes we had customers that you can't always please. Everybody ever had a customer that you can't please no matter what you do? I've had some of those. I've walked into those places, and I've had to walk in and be a mediator for the company, a mediator for my guys. I've had to walk in and give when I really didn't want to give nothing but a butt whooping. But I've had to give love. I've had to give time. I've had to give talent. I've had to give treasures. If you're ever going to be anything in this world, folks, you got to learn to walk into a hostile situation. And know that God will never leave you or forsake you. You know, people may talk about you in the corner. Anybody ever been in that situation where you walk in, nobody likes you, and everybody's talking about you in the corner? They're murmuring. Woo, I just can't stand that. But you have to go because that's your mission. You have to say what you need to say because that's what God is telling you. Moses is in that situation. He is called by God to go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Moses said, hey, but I stutter. I got a stuttering problem. I can't do it. I stutter. I stutter. My flattering lips is what we read a while ago. That means that he stuttered. He had a speech problem. But God don't call the equipped. He equips the ones he calls. He says, hey, take Aaron with you. He can talk good. Take a rod, take a staff, take these things. I got you. God's going to send you and I into hostile situations, but God don't call the equipped. He equips the ones he calls. People may be talking about you in the corner, but you have to remember that this mission that you are on is important so that you can't afford to worry about what people think. Somebody hear me today. Frank, I can't worry about what other people think. I express my thoughts on motorcycle ministry where you should never put the patch before the Christ. You should never put the bike before our Lord and Savior. I express my concerns about our arena when I stood up and said, we will honor God with our arena. I don't worry about being the best show in town. I want to be a show in town that glorifies my Lord and Savior. I have stopped ministries and I've had people rise up against me. I've had had stuff come from every side, but my Lord said, even though we were pressed, even though we're persecuted, even though we got to go through the fire, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm preaching better than y'all are letting on. Some of y'all, some of y'all right now are going through something and you're ready to give up. You're ready to quit. You don't even want to go. You're sitting there having a pity party. You're making excuses. You're blaming them. But you need to understand that sometimes God calls his children to go into a place where they really don't want to go. But God don't call the equipped. He equips the ones he calls. You must go anyway. You can't worry about what people think. Moses asked, how will they believe me? How are they going to believe me? First sign, Moses, I'm going to take Aaron with you. He can talk. Matter of fact, uh, take this rod. I'm going to turn it into a snake. God always uses things for our advantage, folks. I'm learning that as I get older. And God's not going to send us to a place he don't want us to go. How many believe that this morning? There's a lot of hostile people in this world. 
Is there? Maybe you live with one today. Maybe you live next door to one. Maybe you're in an environment right now that you work with some. Maybe you got some family members that are hostile. I remember when I got saved, everybody turned against me. I knew I was saved because my phone stopped ringing. They stopped calling me and asking me to go drink. They stopped calling and asking me to go partying. They started calling me ugly names instead of calling me to party. It was a real hostile environment when I went to the rodeos and the roping, but I was a little different. I had a guy tell me one time, I wrote it in my first Bible. He said, what are you going to do when you get to the end of your life and you stop drinking and you stop partying and you stop running around doing things you ain't supposed to and you find out... That, that the Lord, the Lord would never save a guy like you. I wrote that down. What if you wind up going to hell anyway? I said in my Bible, it's wrote in the back of my Bible, in the one that sits in a display case, that God would never leave me nor forsake me. Somebody said, well, what if you find out that there's a hell? What if you lived your whole life for the Lord and that you, that you wind up going to hell? I said, if we go into hell, I said, we, because God would never leave me or forsake me. God would never leave me or forsake me. So if we got to go to hell, we got business down there. We got business down there because God wouldn't send me to hell if I believed in him, I trusted in him, I called on him. God wouldn't send me to hell if I prayed and asked him to come to my heart and save me. The Bible is the true word of God. But well, we make up excuses why we don't want to serve. I'm echoing or something, Brother Mark. We make up excuses why we don't want to serve, why we don't want to go places. I want to share with you some things that I've learned when I got to go in a hostile situation. Listen, back there in the back, pay attention. I want to share some things, and if you're taking notes, I'm just going to share a few of them. When I go, Mr. Johns, into a hostile situation, the first thing I do is this. Push up, set up, get my buff on. No, I don't do any of that. <laughs> In my mind, sometimes I do. But first thing I do, Miss Betty, is I keep my cool. If the doctors give me a report, they tell me things I don't want to hear, first thing I do is I keep my cool. I remember that God can control me because he's controlled so much of me thus far. I've learned that if I've been through something before, he's going to get me through something again. How many do that? How many remember that? If God brought them through one time, he'll do it again another time. This is an incredible story of Moses. Read it sometimes. It's amazing. When you read your Bible, it is really amazing. It's an incredible story how he had to go several times to Pharaoh, show Pharaoh, and then a plague broke out. And then he said, look, I ain't messing with you, God. Go ahead and take them. And then when he released them, he wanted them back. But sometimes, guys, my friends, listen to me. First thing I do when I go into a hostile situation is this. And I'm going to tell you, if anybody knows me and knows who I've been in 11 years, this is the first thing I do. When I go in a hostile situation, Joseph, you need to be listening. Listen, the first thing I do is I keep a cool head. Men, any men in here? Hey, real quiet, be quiet. Any real men in here? Come on, somebody. Is there not, keep your hand down if you're not a real man. Keep your hand down if you're not a real man. Listen to me this morning. Listen to me this morning. You can be cool, calm, and collective. You ain't got to go back to who you used to be. 
I watch videos on YouTube of 75, 80-year-old men squaring off out in the street over who put their trash can on the curb in the wrong way. If you want to laugh, go to YouTube and put old men fighting. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> One thing I've learned to do, my brothers and sisters, is keep my cool. If I got to go into a hostile situation, I've already prayed up. I've already thought about what if they say this? What if they do that? What if they do this? I was on the back road one day, and I thought this lady was going to slap me. I had church members all around me. Brother Richard Sales was standing right next to me. I thought that lady was going to slap me. We had some bulls get out, and the bulls, she said, attacked her tree. And, 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 and she had the police over there. She had cussed and screamed and shouted and all kinds of stuff. And I walked up to defuse the situation. She went all karate kid on me. I was kind of stunned. I was like, wow, lady, put your gown down. It's 930 at night. No, I'm just kidding. I said, but it was a pretty hostile environment. But I said to myself, keep your cool. People's watching you. Can I say that again where you'll understand? Keep your cool because your kids are watching you. Your people are watching you. Your employers are watching you. Your members of school are watching you. If you claim kids to be a born-again, sold-out lover of Jesus Christ, keep your cool because somebody's watching you. Now, I'm preaching better than you letting on this morning. You say, Brother Mark, I'm not good at that. You better get good at that. You better get good at getting under control because you're going to have to control yourself if you're going to get up there. You're going to have to let God control you. There have been times where I broke down on the inside, but you never saw it on the outside. There have been times I've had to walk away from the situation and throw my desk upside down. I've lost control since I've been saved. I'm not going to sit here and be a phony or a fake. I've lost control. I've had to take a walk. I've punched stuff. I've hollered. I've screamed. i got a white towel in my office that I shake at the Lord and say, Lord, take this ministry from me because I don't want it no more. There are times... We're on the inside or by myself. But if I'm out there in a hostile situation, Clay, you hear me. Because they're coming, man. You can't be in the ministry very long before people rise up against you. They're not going to like you. You're not that pretty. You're not that handsome. They're going to come against you in all forms and fashion. You have to keep your cool. If you own a business, you have to keep your cool. If you're in a relationship with someone that you love, maybe you're married, problems are going to come. you got to keep your cool. First thing I do in a hostile situation, I'm giving y'all some good advice, is I maintain self-control. The second thing I've learned since I've been walking with the Lord, I'm going to do two more and I'm done. Second thing I've learned, that if I'm walking with the Lord and there's a hostile situation, I need to fly up above it. Come on, somebody hear me. I need to rise up above it. You know what the deal is with arguing with a fool? You never know who's in the argument. You don't. You get out there and you start arguing back and forth. You just look at like a fool. And God can't tell the difference. Which one's saved here? Which one is supposed to be my son? Which one am I called to turn the other cheek? See, the problem with arguing with a fool, Bible says what? Never argue with a fool. I'm speaking to you today. Never argue with a fool. Are we going to live by this Bible? If not, don't even come back to church. 
That's retarded to sit here week after week, month after month, year after year, and be the same way you were when you walked in this building. Caney Creek Cowboy Church, come as you are, but leave different. You see this? Now get this. Pay attention. There's a time for everything. There's a time to fight. And there's a time to rise above. I don't argue with fools. You can't tell the difference who's in the argument. What I've learned to do is trust my Bible. The Bible says that we should rise up with wings like eagles. One thing I've learned, if I don't start rising up in a hostile situation, then I just look like the chicken on the ground. I don't get anywhere. I don't get to see the places that God is taking me. One time this lady was so upset with me in church. She was so mad at me. She was, oh man, I mean she wore red that day. I swore she was the devil. She, she was mad. She was upset. She had gotten in her mind that I had did her wrong about something. She was so mad, so angry that she had got a clipboard and she was trying to get a petition started to get me out of this church. I'm preaching and I'm loving and I'm kind and, and all these things. And I see this clipboard sliding through my aisle. I thought we was taking up another offering. Oh, she was offering me up as a sacrifice. You know what? I, I, I just began to preach. I just began to pray. I began to celebrate her. I began to talk about what a great person that we have in this church. Just like this lady right here. She's awesome. She's incredible. I did. I promise you I did. I promised before the Lord, take this minister from me if I'm not telling you the truth. She was passing this petition, Pam, and I, and I just started saying, man, I want to just thank you and thank you and thank Oh, I want to thank you right there. Man, Miss, you wonderful lady. Y'all so awesome. And, and I stood at that back door and shake hands that day. And she come through my line and she looked at me and she said, I will never, ever come back to this church. I said, hallelujah, I got the devil out of here again. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I could have insulted her. I could have disrespected her. I could have removed her. God give me authority over this place. I could have said, hey, instead I chose to rise above. You see, if you pray for your enemies... Bless those who do bad to you. My secretary leader says, Ooh, I always want to get in the ditch and scrap, but my pastor, he always wants to take the high road. There's a time. Danny, you need to hear me. There's a time for everything. You go in a hostile situation, yeah, you can make it worse. Touch somebody and say, You can make it worse. Touch them again and say, or you can make it better. <laughs> One thing I'm doing as I get older, watch, watch, watch. One thing I'm doing as I get older in a hostile situation, I've learned to pick my battles. Not everything is a battle. Not everything's worth fighting for. You ever meet those people, they want to fight about everything? Everything's a fight. Pick your battles, folks. Is it really worth fighting for? Is it really that big of a deal? Is it really that big a deal to lose a friend over? Last night we were coming home and we didn't have no lights on the trailer and we got pulled over by the DPS. And the DPS officer said, hey, did you notice you didn't have uh, no trailer lights on your trailer? I said, did you notice I had my flashers on because I don't have no trailer lights? <laughs> 
I was one step ahead of him, folks. He said, well, you can't see nothing back there. I said, yeah, my kids pulled the trailer, and I guess they run the plug over. Kids, I'm on you about that later because the plug is really all messed up. And so I, I was like, hey, man, I, I, I said, I said, yeah, the kids run the plug over. I, 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 it just won't work. I, I'm going to have to fix it. I'm going to try to get something going. And, and, and Dale was with me, and he was in the front seat, and he was looking all suspicious and stuff. And I was like, Dale, calm down, Dale. Calm down. See, Dale's a truck driver, and he don't need anything on his record. And Dale's like a two-million-mile uh, guy that hadn't had an incident, and he's working on his three million miles. He said, in eight years, I'll have three million miles without an infant. <laughs> so this cop is in my window, and I'm telling him, sir, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean for this to happen. I, 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 my kids, they must have run it over. I can't get it. I have my hazards on. I'm doing the best I can. And, and he said he said to me, he said, uh, you know what? I had a friend borrow my boat the other day, and he didn't plug the plug in right. He didn't plug the plug in right, and, and, and it fell off, and he drugged that plug for three hours to Dallas and three hours back. He said, I got ready to use my boat that week, and the plug was just torn to pieces. He said, I understand what you're going through. He said, I'm going to write you a warning ticket. I said, thank you. And I rubbed Dale's head for luck because he got the two-million-mile deal, and I got no luck there. And I, I was like, oh, thank you so much. He was very nice. He was very respectful. But if I would have battled with him, I know my lights are out, man. Why you bother me? Ain't there other criminals out here? You just passed up three cholos that stole a car. I could have battled with him. I don't like your little hat, man. What's the matter with you? I could have battled with him. But I took the high road, and I got rewarded for it. I got rewarded for it. Listen to me today. If you take the high road, you always get rewarded. Watch people who don't take the high road. They will live with regret because life's too short to fight all the time. Pharaoh, he started regretting about the time the Lord parted that Red Sea and the Lord was freeing his people and they got up in the middle of that thing and all of a sudden the water started going back to where it was supposed to, and all that army, all those things that were coming against him, all those people died. People who don't learn to live under God's control instead of their own control will live in regret. You know, Nacho's not very big. Some of y'all got some big dogs here today. He knows when to back up and run. He knows when to retreat. He knows when to fight and when not to fight. I think we can learn a lot from him today. Because if he would take on a bigger dog than him, he's surely going to lose. My neighbor's got some of those Pyrenees dogs. They protect livestock, kill coyotes. Nacho ran out there one day and, oh, man, I was fearing the worst. And man, that big old Pyrenees looked at him, and he started coming for him. And I'm telling you, if the Lord walked on water that day, he walked on grass. 
He was floating across that grass. I was hollering at him to get in here. You're going to die. And you know what? He made it to the door, and we ran the Pyrenees off, and he lived to fight another day. I said, Nacho, you are stupid. <laughs> Do you not see him? Sometimes we got to look at our life, and I'm being English now, and I'm done, and say the way we've done it so long is wrong and stupid, and there's a better way, and that way is God's way. So I'm challenging you today to rise up against any hostile situation that you may be in right now. Take the high road. Trust God. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he always saves his children. Hey, Nacho was a book in it, Jack. Sometimes it may feel like we're going to get caught up or killed or if we don't do something. But the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. There's nothing you can do that God hadn't already done and worked out for your good. Because the Bible says that he works it all out for our good anyway. Let's pray together. Stand with me today and let's pray together. I don't think I need any music. I think I'm good. I just, I'm not really preaching a salvation message this morning. But, you know, maybe this is the day that you need to break every chain. and Maybe this is the day that. That you're tired of living so hostile. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Real quiet. Maybe this is the day that you, 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 you say, Brother Mark, I am the one that is hostile. I am the one that creates the environment. I am the one that causes my husband to want to, to just, uh, you know, melt down. I am the one that chastises my wife. I heard the other day that, 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 that a man had, had threw his plate of food on the floor because his wife didn't cook it the right way. Well, wife, let me encourage you not to cook him nothing else until he apologizes. In the same way, God says that we can go into those hostile situations and let his light shine. Whatever you're going through today, I want you to know you're not alone. That God is with you. I'm learning that, my friends. I want you to learn that today. Every dog has his day. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every one of us will see God's reward. Maybe you feel like you've been offended. Maybe you feel like you've been hurt. Maybe you feel like you don't know how to rebound from that incident. Give it to God today. Maybe you have a co-worker at work who has just given you just craziness. Give him to God today. Pray for him. Right now, pray for him. Maybe a family member's hurt you and you don't know how to forgive them. Ask God to help you forgive them today. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I know we can't do it alone. We got to have God. So this is where the part comes in where you do trust him. If you're here today and you want to trust the Lord with your heart, pray with me right now. Just say, Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. Come into my life and save me. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. I believe that you are died on that cross for my sins. And that three days later you rose. Come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior.
I'm going to trust you from this day forward. Everyone open your eyes. Say amen. amen. Look at me. Look up here. Look up here. Everybody look up here. If you're in a hostile environment, we're going to give that to God today. There's some green sheets that you've filled out that you can just put that person's name on. Maybe you're that person who needs me to pray for you. Maybe the elders to pray for you. Maybe you need some counseling. Clay has a wonderful counseling ministry. We, we can take that anger out of your life, that hostility out of your life. We can allow God to work in those areas if we choose to. It is a choice, my friend. Sometimes I don't always make the right choice. And then I regret it later. Sometimes I'm not the best husband or the best father or the best pastor. But thank God we have a God who forgives us and gives us a new day. And this is our day, folks. Let's celebrate that by giving him praise this morning. Give God praise for this day. It is God's day. Be seated real quick. There's some that are joining our church this morning. If you're joining our church this morning, you talk to Harry and Beverly, would you come and join us this morning? If you did a Saddle Up seminar, is there anyone here that's coming this morning? Hallelujah. Can we get our hands together and give them a round of applause? Oh, the list could go on and on. About what God, I'm going to come down there to you guys. God is doing some great work in this church. Welcome, brother. Amen. Welcome. Bless you guys. How are you guys? Bless you guys. Bless you guys. Amen. The other half went to the restroom. Welcome, young man. How are you this morning? Amen. Can anyone else? Is there anyone else? Can we give these people a big round of applause this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell them your name. Tiffany. Tiffany. Mm -hmm. What's your last name? Salisbury. Salisbury. Mary Salisbury. Bradley Salisbury. This is Bradley. What are you doing, Bradley? We're going to baptize Bradley soon, ain't we, Bradley? Yeah, he's ready. Amen. Ain't you, buddy? How are you? Ron. All these people come today and want to be a part of Caney Creek Cowboy Church. All in favor of them joining, say amen. Yeah. Amen. Come on up, brother. Amen. I'm sure that life has brought you to this church. And it's God who sustains us from this day forward. Anthony Martin. Anthony Martin. They come today and they want to be a part of this family at church. Amen. And I know that Harry Beverly talked to us about baptizing this young man. Is there someone else that's getting baptized today? Is there anyone getting baptized? On March the 20th. All right. Amen. 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 I'm good with that. Everybody's good with that. Say amen. All in favor of them joining our church this morning, say amen. Welcome to the family, guys. Bless you. And you have a son? What's his name? Where is Cody? Cody, what are you doing over there, man? You're always trying to get up here somewhere, man. There's Cody. And bless and bless and bless this family right here. God has really sustained them. And they have children also. And, and uh, God is doing good work in those kids. And God's doing great things in our church. That's why we ask you to partner with us.
pray for us, believe in us, pray for your pastor. Good things are happening here at Caney Creek Cowboy Church. Amen. Carl, would you come right now? Carl, would you come and close us out with prayer? Be back in your spots tonight. If you want to be a part of this church family, I want you to come and shake these people's hands. Y'all stay right there. Everyone come. Don't leave here without shaking these people's hands and welcome them to our family today. Amen. So let's pray and close out. Anybody get anything out of this message this morning? Amen. Donnie, did you get something? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray.